It's every singer's dream to say they've toured alongside artists like Taylor Swift, Paramore, and Coldplay, or to say they've collaborated with big names like Lizzo and BTS. But an even more impressive feat is to write some of the biggest hits for artists like Selena Gomez, Camila Cabello, and Shawn Mendes. From her early days in the underground music scene to becoming a global pop sensation, Charlie XCX has captivated audiences with her unapologetic style and groundbreaking sound. Charlie rose to prominence in 2013 and 2014 when she co-wrote and was featured on two global smash singles, Iconopop's I Love It and Iggy Azalea's Fancy. It wasn't just her features that were climbing the charts. Charlie's own singles, Boom Clap, Vroom Vroom, and 1999 solidified Charlie as a pop star in her own right. Charlie XCX has consistently pushed the boundaries of pop music, earning her a dedicated fan base and critical acclaim. She recently lent her talents to the Barbie soundtrack with her latest single, Speed Drive, and is currently in the studio working on her new album slated for 2024. But despite the Grammy nominations and Billboard wins already under her belt, her journey is only just beginning. I'm your host, Tamara Dia, and this is The Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Charlie XEX. Hey, How you doing, Charlie? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How's your day going so far? Good. Just doing this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Living the life. We like to see it. Um, yeah. Why would you want to start by saying congratulations to you? Because yours and Iggy Azalea's track Fancy is now the highest certified all-female collaboration in RIAA history. You guys just surpassed Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, and Jesse J's Bang Bang, as well as Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP. So... Did you know this? You look like you're surprised. I, did, I don't even know like what you're talking about, but I love oh. it. Great. Oh, yeah, no. Love, so love, the love R- that's amazing. Yeah, no, the RIAA just um, released this. So I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, I'm the first one to tell you. How, yeah, how do you feel cool. hearing that? Uh, great. I don't, I don't really know what it means, but I love it. <laughs> uh, basically, it means that uh, Fancy is out here still doing big numbers on streaming is basically what it it comes down to <laughs> awesome cool that's well that's that's very cool how cool yeah well another big track of yours that was released recently is speed drive off of the barbie soundtrack which hit the billboard hot 100 charts what went through your mind when you got the call to do barbie um oh i was so excited because I, I'm a fan of Greta Gerwig, the director, and Mark Ronson, who was doing the soundtrack. Him and I have kind of known each other for a long time and have never really managed to like work on anything together, actually. Um, so it was cool to kind of like be making something like connected to him and sort of overseen by him. Um and, you know, I think everyone, well, I, I played with Barbies when I was younger. I actually more like ripped their heads off and like drew all <laughs> over them. Um, 
and uh, used to like pull their hair out and stuff. So yeah, I didn't really say that too much, like when I was watching the movie. But um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so it was cool. And you know, obviously, Barbie's you know such an iconic piece of of pop culture history. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was really really fun, and I was happy I got to do the driving scene because I feel like I always kind of gravitate towards cars so it was it was really it was a nice experience I feel like there's like two types of women in the world like because I used to cut all my Barbie's hair I don't know why I thought maybe it would grow back or something so I feel like there's two type of women like the women that like altered their Barbies and then the other ones that kind of kept them pristine as they are so I don't know what that says about us but (laughs) like I don't know but I was definitely the same I was like a little like destroyer I needed to just mess things up yeah (laughs) yeah did you grow up with brothers no no it was just me so I was really just kind of entertaining myself it's okay I thought maybe because I grew up with brothers that's why I was like so destructive but I can't blame them okay never mind then (laughs) um well you also shared recently um your first performance on your Instagram was at four years old at a talent show and you actually performed Aqua's Barbie Girl is that like a crazy full circle thing for you yeah I know I did I did think that I told Mark that I was like how mad is that and also yeah it was crazy I I did this like I was on a holiday with my parents and there was like a talent show and I I had never really been that kind of kid who was like put me on a stage you know and my parents weren't really like that either but for some reason on this trip I just had all this confidence and I wanted to sing and I didn't have like a backing track or any music or anything I just like went up there and like sang like just acapella me and my voice and I won so yeah. <laughs> it was written in the stars that I was supposed to be on the soundtrack, perhaps. <laughs> I love it. A, a star is born, literally. Yeah, right. Um, so was that was that like a defining moment for you at four where you were like, oh, this is, I'm meant to do this? Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> honest, I don't even remember it. Um, my parents <laughs> always just like tell me about this because they have this like one cute picture of me uh, singing uh, that, that song. But no, I don't remember it at all. I feel like I really didn't know I wanted to make music until I was around like 13, 14. Oh, wow. And I kind of wanted to do it just because like, I felt like such a loser. And <laughs> if I knew if I made music, maybe people would like be kind of like misguided into thinking I was cool. So that's like why it was very much like to hide my embarrassment about who I was. <laughs> Fascinating. It's fascinating that you would be like someone that's wants to be seen when you're trying to hide what you thought. Yeah, I know. Interesting. At that age. Interesting. I think it's like maybe like protective armor. Like if I'm like mm-hmm. singing these cool songs, then maybe you won't know that I'm just like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> a person. Well, you know, I think at that age, we probably all thought we were losers. So yeah, I still you, do, to be honest. But do you cool. really? I find that, like so when artists say that, I've, I'm like personally, like it's just hard for us to believe because oh. especially you, like you have such a, a dynamic and confident persona. Oh so it's gosh. hard to like think that you think that. No, I. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I'm such a loser. I've, I think like. The past six weeks, I've like cried every single day because I'm like so in my loser era. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm a loser. Like I'm really in my loser era right now. But I feel like everybody kind of like goes through like the ups and downs of that. And I think especially, you know, 
it's so interesting, like being in this kind of an industry where you're so like rewarded for your work and you're so you're praised for like, oh, you made this cool thing. Or in your case, like you did this great interview, like, well done. You're amazing. When you're like not working, sometimes I feel like your entire purpose is like thrown into question and you're like, who am I? No one's validating my work. Like, am I even a good person? Wow. We got so deep all of a sudden. Look at us. Charlie, you literally just like, I've been going through that myself. So to hear someone else say it and like, it's just uh, very validating because, uh, yeah. you know, obviously we're on different sides of the artistic spectrum, but we both are artists in, in our own kind of ways. So uh, it's in a weird way. I'm sorry that you're feeling that way, but it feels good that there's other people out there that feel the same. Totally. Um, so heard and felt completely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing is, is that, you know, obviously like you hopefully have new music coming out, which is what you kind of teased on your Instagram with a post that you said album six, I guess. So that must feel good to create. Um, hopefully that yeah. gets your juices going and, and kind of revalidates a little bit of yourself. Um, at least that's how I feel when I'm working. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but right, yeah, me neither. But <laughs> yes, totally, yeah. I'm working on a new record and been in the studio a lot, and that's, I mean, that's like my happy place. So it's been good. Nice, uh, yeah. And in that post, you uh, you teased uh, looked like a song called "The Apple." Is that going to be your next single? Uh, no, I don't even know that's going to be on the album. I was just okay. like, you know, I never take photos of myself in the studio. And that that was like one of the few I had. So I was like, guess it's going up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not really at like singles point yet. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm very like in the creative process right now. Well, it's thank you for sharing it a little bit with us. We we yeah. love to see that part. Um, what what can you tell us, you know, about the upcoming album that fans want to know? Um, I know maybe some collaborations or anything. No collaborations, actually. I think I really want to just do this one like totally on my own. Nice. Um, and uh, it's probably like my most like gossipy album. That's kind of all I can say. And very like club orientated, you know? Okay. We like that. We love some good club bangers. Um, yeah. You also posted a photo of yourself and your boyfriend, George Daniel, from the 1975 in that same set. So uh, is that... Mean he's just outside. He's like looking like, oh, what? Oh, he heard his name. Yeah. Uh, it, does that mean that potentially he's helping you work on the album? Yeah, we've done a couple of things together. He's he's not really like all over it, um, but we've, we've got like a few ideas together in the works. Um, and yeah it's it's funny like i've never sort of been in a relationship with someone i've worked with so it's like, it's like a whole new like dynamic um but it's cool uh so yeah well there'll be a couple of songs probably that he's worked on with me nice yeah i mean that must be interesting like to have someone else who's also a musician and you're together now working on music have you learned anything from working with him in the studio yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, as a band, their process is is totally different from mine. Um, you know, I think they take a lot of time when they're making a record. And generally in the past, I have been very fast. And that used to kind of be like a part of my process, this very kind of like spontaneous, like instinctual thing. Mm -hmm. And kind of being around... Uh, 
them, I've, I've definitely sort of adapted to this idea of like sitting on songs, like reworking things, kind of playing them to, to friends and like going back and forth and yeah, just kind of living with the songs a bit more. So that, I think that's one way um, that my uh, process has been kind of affected. Nice. Uh, we were talking about Barbie earlier, and then we got sidetracked by our esoteric conversation about our, our feelings about not working or whatever it may be. But uh, someone else that was on the Barbie soundtrack is Dua Lipa. And I know you guys have had friendship over the years. You even appeared on her podcast. You've shared so much in the process of creating your music. Mm. You know, how's that been for you? Because that would be terrifying for me yeah I mean sometimes I really don't like I had like a quite bad leak situation like quite a while ago and after that I was very protective I was like mm. this cannot ever happen again I was like walking around like listening to my demos on like an mp3 player like literally, <laughs> you know when you guys uh obviously you're both in the same pop sphere so do you guys ever share music with each other when you're making new music and kind of get advice or opinions from one another we doer and I don't actually, and honestly, I'm really glad about that because it's so stressful, like having another pop star's music on your phone. Like it is like, oh my God, like that, like, you know, it's like, that is like literally like walking around with like, I don't know, like a bomb in your bag. And it's like, so, <laughs> it's like so stressful. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously like I, I would love to, you know, hear like you know her like stuff and, 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 yeah. and vice versa but it's just so you know it's so high stress to have like yeah. that kind of material on your phone <laughs> so I don't really like send things to people period um yeah fair but no I I love I love Dua and uh I'm very excited to hear you know where she goes next musically um so yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait to see what she's nice. up to. And you're fresh off of Paris Fashion Week too. We saw you looking absolutely incredible at the Business of Fashion Gala. What? And then we also saw photos of you with Robin and Troy Sivan at Loewe. So what? what is that experience like for you being front row, getting to mingle with all of your friends that you probably haven't seen in a while? Um, yeah, for those of us looking from afar, what, what was your favorite moment during Paris Fashion Week? You know, it's. I think it's like always fun when you see your real friends you know like when you're like seeing people that you genuinely know and you're like you can kind of just be real um that is like the best part and you know don't get me wrong like the parties are really fun i love like going for like a messy dinner afterwards and yeah. staying until like two in the morning with like my 10 good friends like we had a, you know we had a really nice like Troy and I did a really nice dinner that just like went on and on and on and there was like a lot of champagne and that was like really fun like I like that scene yeah. that vibe and like honestly like the parties of course you, I'm just like nervous the whole time that I'm gonna like trip and fall on the red carpet or that I'm gonna like drop my phone on the runway it's like a model's <laughs> going past like I'm so messy like that that's like so something that would happen to me you know it didn't, right? <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been funny, but not maybe not no, for you. No. Okay, last question before I let you go. Um, I know that you are working on the soundtrack for Anne Hathaway's film, Mother Mary. Yeah. And she's playing a musician in it. So is she actually singing? Are you in the studio with her? 
I, you know what? I don't even know like what I'm allowed to say on that right now, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm working on the music for her character. Um, I think I can say that. I think people know that. And uh, it's a really interesting process. And uh, I'm doing it with Jack Antonoff as well. And him and I have been each other for a long time. So that's nice to kind of like work with a friend in, in that capacity. And the script is brilliant. The director's guy, David Lowry, he's he's brilliant. And um, I think I haven't seen much yet, actually, but I'm, I'm very excited to because I just I fell in love with the script. And uh, I, I think it's a really powerful film. Nice. Yeah, well, we've we've heard her sing in other films, so I would imagine. Oh, oh she can sing. There is yeah. no, like, you know, she can like sing. I can't really like sing like she can sing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's she very, can very, very different uh, singers. You know, she is like so technical and like well trained, and I'm just like blah, blah, blah. so. It's it's fun. It's a funny combo. Did that impress you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I have no technique at all, so that kind of thing always really impresses me because it's almost like scientific, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I'm just not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you've done pretty well for yourself for someone who thinks they can't sing. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> well, we disagree, but we, we, we love to hear you sing. Um, but thank you so much, Charlie. I'm excited to see what's next for you and congrats on everything. And just remember, everything is temporary. That's what I yes. keep telling myself. When we're in those moments, everything is temporary. So try try and enjoy the, the, the valley before you get up to the hill again. Thank you. It was nice speaking with you. Nice to speak with you too, Charlie. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. To see more of this conversation, search Spout Podcast on all social networks and be sure to subscribe and follow. Plus, sign up at spoutpodcast.com to win tickets, merch, or even the chance to meet our guests. This episode of The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, written and narrated by Tamara Dia, produced by Mark Long, and created by Phil Becker. Spout. <laughs>